Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Streets of Rage 2 on the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive. Streets of Rage 2 was developed by Sega, Shout, Ancient, Designworks, HIC, and M&M Software, and published by Sega. I didn't realize there were that many people, that many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, it's kind of weird because I found some other um, reference online to the fact that it was designed by the original team, or programmed by the original team that programmed the first one. What I'm thinking is, is that this game came out in... North America in December of 1992, and Japan and PAL Territories in January of 93, so right afterwards. Okay. Streets of Rage 1 was released in August of 91. Right. So it was only a year between the two. Yeah, I didn't think it seemed like it was you know hot on the heels. So I'm guessing those other companies maybe did smaller work on certain AIs or graphics or other things. Sure, like delegate it out. Yeah. Crank it out faster. Now, this game was produced by Noriyoshi Oba, and he was the planner for Wonder Boy and Monsterland. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, and a couple other games. And then he directed this series and the Super Shinobi series. Oh, okay. And two of the Clockwork Night games. All right. So, pretty interesting fellow. Yeah. But I think more uh, up your alley is the music in this game, composed by... Yuzo Koshiro. That's right. He's back. And, uh, you know, in his classic early 90s specialty, uh, sounds great. Yeah. Um, he, of course, did the music on Ease 1 and 2, mm-hmm. uh, Act Razor 1 and 2. Right, right. And one of your uh, latter favorites, Etrian Odyssey. Yeah, man. In a more modern day. Now, um, the music also had some contributions from another artist, Motihiro Kawashima. And he's not as well-known. He's mainly done uh, things on Japanese-only games or games that were not having a wide release. Okay. In Now, in Japan, this game was released as Bare Knuckle 2, Requiem of the Deadly Battle. Oh, wow. That's a, <laughs> what a great subtitle. Yeah, it is a much cooler subtitle, as they most often get. Now, also in Japan, uh, it had some less censored content, like a cigar smoking, maybe a little bit of a... Butt shots. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And uh, a few other things that were scrubbed for the PAL and I think uh, European release as well. Yeah, cleaning up the streets. Now, also in the various regions for this game, a lot of the main characters' names were changed for seemingly inexplicable reasons. Oh, really? Yeah. And uh, some characters were given last names. I think like Max's last name is Hatchet. Okay. I remember seeing like Axel Stone mm-hmm. and what's Blaze Fielding. Right? I remember that, from I think, from the first one. I I don't recall seeing it. Maybe in the manual. And, of course, this game was uh, ported to the Master System and Game Gear. Yeah, I I saw that. I saw some screenshots. I don't know how well they hold up, though. Probably not that well. But, you know, the Master System market in some countries, such as Brazil, was so strong that, you know, they were pumping games out to it much longer than you would imagine. Right, yeah. And then, of course, there was the arcade version of this game. And that's kind of interesting as well. 
Yeah, I never saw it in the arcade, personally. Uh, neither did I, but I think I probably would have been a bit disappointed since it's really not much of a graphical upgrade. Right. I mean, that's a weird... Is that that's an arcade port yes. of a home game, so mm-hmm. that's an interesting <laughs> equation. Basically, they take out the timer, remove the one-ups, and add more um, money bags. Okay. And then your score is tied to knockouts, not damage. Oh, well, all right. And then as time went on, Streets of Rage was, of course, uh, included in many, many compilations. And, of course, the sequel that we're talking about, not just Streets of Rage. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm pretty sure you can find it on almost any of the virtual consoles or the Sega Genesis Classics collections. Well, it's one of the big big hit franchises of the Sega Genesis, you know, so. And this is widely regarded as the best of the series. Right, yeah, I've seen that as well. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Streets of Rage 2? Eric, it's a side-scrolling beat-em-up. Yes, it is the real pure definition of brawler. Yeah, you know, it's uh, what they call, like I think, belt scroller, where you know you, you have a segment, you beat all the enemies, and then move to the right. Mm-hmm. There is a jump in this game. It is a dedicated button, uh, not like a press of two, which we've seen many times before. Yep, yep. And there is really no reason to jump outside of combat. They don't ever give you obstacles to jump on right, or there's, chasms to jump over. Yeah, there's no platforming here, essentially. Which is nice because this is a kind of an odd jump, and it's different depending on what character you play as because in this game you have four characters to choose from. Right, and I, you know, I, I like that because beat-em-ups or brawlers that include platforming, it's, it's always like the... Worst part of the game. Yes, agreed. You Any know, jumps like, you have to make and stuff, it's just awful. Like double dragons, other things, It's it, it usually sucks. Yeah. So I am glad they forego that part of the challenge. And instead, the jump is just really part of combat. Now, combat consists of the jump button and the attack button. And there is a special move button. And before we go into what all of the moves do, we really have to introduce the characters of this game. Because one thing that sets this game apart from the predecessor is that the characters have different moves and each character's moves do a different type of damage or range of attack. Yeah, everyone's, you know, they all have a similar template of moves, but each, you know, within that, you will see uh, a lot of variety of effects. Yeah, it's very interesting. So the first character that you can select is, of course, the classic mainstay of the series back from the first one, Mr. Axel. Yeah, Axel's your... I feel like before he was the well-rounded one, but uh-huh. here it's not quite the same. He's he's still pretty well-rounded. You have, yeah, I mean, he's maybe, I guess, second strongest, you know. He's not really, you know, a bruiser, so to speak. But, you know, the game has a couple of these weird stats you can see when you're selecting mm-hmm. them. And his big one is technique. And Yeah, that's... he has three stars in technique, but his jump is only one star, where everything else is two stars. Yeah, so, and, you know, technique is debatable what it actually means. Exactly. These stats are power, technique, speed, jump, and stamina. And really, all I can tell is that stamina means you take less damage, I think, per hit. Yeah, I I think so. But otherwise, I mean, I guess jump is jump and speed is speed. That all makes sense. But really, uh, power, I'm guessing, is your attack strength. Yeah. But who knows what technique is? It's a mystery. And and these are those kind of vague, weird stats that, you, you know, these numbers aren't used in any internal game math. It's not like, well, three stars, blah, blah, blah. You know? Right. 
So eh, they're approximations at best. Now, you may remember Axel from the first game. He is a cop, and the first game was about him and his best friend trying to save the city and their girlfriend? Yeah, well, they were ex-cops. That's right. Those three and and Blaze, or I'm I'm sorry, it was Axel, Adam, and Blaze were all three ex-cops trying to clean up the streets of rage. But here it's like he uh, isn't he like a bodyguard now? It's very vague. In the oh, okay, well, in the manual it gets into it okay. a little bit, but yeah, he's like a, a bodyguard. Um, Adam has rejoined the uh, police force. Uh, yeah, he's still on the force, and uh, Blaze teaches dance. Oh, okay. Then next up, we should probably talk about the other reoccurring character, Blaze herself. And in a refreshing departure from convention, uh, the female character is not the you know weak, fast character. She's the all-around character. Yeah. And it's very interesting. She just has two stars uh, across the board in all of her stats. And even though she is just two stars across the board, she does seem to be a little quicker in her moveset. Yeah, and she's got, you know, more kicks and stuff. So Mm -hmm. it's, you know, they all have their own arsenal. Well, you may say that, but I would argue that our next character has a little bit less of an arsenal. And that would be Max. Max, yeah, he's a big wrestler type. Uh, He's a friend of Axel's that he met, I'm assuming, as a bodyguard. I don't know. Yes, and he has three stars in his power rating uh, and three stars in his stamina, but only one in speed and jump. Yeah, he's a, a huge brute. Um, and I can attest to that. One speed is is pretty uh, pretty slow. He is a very slow mover, um, but, you know, his throws do a ton of damage. You know, oh, yeah. So, uh, it, it balances out, I think. It does, but it is very hard to get away from some bosses sometimes. No, oh, um, yeah. With him. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into that in a minute because we have one more character to talk about, and that is Skate. Yeah, this is uh, Adam's younger brother Yes, from uh, the first game, and he's a little boy on uh, rollerblades. Yeah, with boxing gloves on. Oh, right, right. And he's your he's your character who's the, he's the fast but weak one. Yeah, and uh, he has a really goofy-looking moveset. I'll just put that out there right now. Just a lot of weird jumpy things. Wild, and like wacky. <laughs> curling up in a ball and bouncing around a little bit <laughs> all right yeah now and his uh big stats are speed and jump those are his three stars he has a two-star technique but his power and stamina the ones you really need the most <laughs> are one star so you know i guess this is more like a challenge character he struck me as one for the uh, more experienced players definitely definitely so now that we have the characters out of the way we can really go through the move set of this game and explain to you how you're going to be you know uh, inflicting rage upon these streets. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, and it's uh, very similar to the first game, you know? Yeah, but the nice part is all of these moves are available from the beginning. You can do them right out of the gate. Yeah, you have a, an extensive catalog. So when you uh, just tap your B button, you do your standard attack for each character. And you can usually combo this with up to four or five hits per character, if you time it right. Usually the, the last hit is a little tricky. I couldn't get it all the time. Right. I mean, they're and they're all the same. You use the uh, B button. Um, I think uh, what's Axel does uh, a few punches and then has a, a kick at the end. You yeah. can get a double kick if you're quick. Uh, yes, Max does kind of a chop. Yep, yep. And he just hits a couple times with a big slap at the end. Yeah. Um, Blaze does I think two two uh, punches or whatever chop maybe little chops, but you know it ends with the kicks like you'd imagine. Yes, and skate. He does a series of punches and body blows. Yeah, and I'm going to, full disclosure here, I did not get to play through a skate, really. My time was cut short, but uh, so my 
knowledge lies with the other three characters. So you'll have to back me up on that one, Eric. Yeah, well, I played with him for, I mean, literally about three minutes just to check out all the moves. I was kind of, you know, he was my last choice because I was like, a kid, come on. Right. I was a kid. Even as a kid, I didn't want to be playing yeah. as a kid. They're like, who'd you rather be, Batman or Robin? It's like, <laughs> Right. Now, as we said, there is the jump, and the jump is mainly featured for attacks because once you're in the air, you have two options. Yeah, you can uh, jump kick by, or, you know, jump attack, we should say, by right. pressing your attack button in the air. But for most people, it's a kick. I think so, yeah. And, and then if you press down and attack while you're in the air, you do a more specialized move. Yeah, like you're... They call it your drop attack uh -huh. in the manual. And this is something I, I didn't use that much because I forgot about it until after I'd already I, I played as, through. <laughs> I played as Max a lot, and I did use this quite a bit, especially okay. towards the end of the game. I found it very invaluable. Nice. Um, because Max does like a big elbow drop. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. And you do get a different attack if you do a, a neutral jump or a vertical straight up jump, usually. Yes. And while we're talking about jumps and stuff, if you are thrown by the enemy, just like in the first one, and you press up and the jump button in the air, you will recover and not take any damage. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I wish I was better at it because I would always think of it a little too late. You know, it's something I wish I had those reflexes. Now, if you do your uh, down attack in the air with blaze, uh, you do like a knee attack. Oh, okay. A drop knee. I think I saw that actually on accident. Mm-hmm. And then Axel's is very similar. Yeah. It's no, also I can a falling that. knee attack. And to be honest with you, I don't remember what skates is at all. <laughs> so in addition to those two moves, you can also do a reverse. Yeah, your like back attack or back whatever. Back attack, yes. Yeah, which is uh, one of my favorite things, uh, back from the first game. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, rear attack is done by, it's B, it's pressing attack button and jump button, B and C. So you have to kind of hold B and hit C afterwards. Yeah, it does take some getting uh, used to the timing on it because you don't want to jump instead. Yeah, I always yeah, I always try to err with, you know, make sure you get the B down first. But I was able to do this very uh, effectively and accurately, so it works. You know? Oh, agreed. And it, I think it really uh, makes the fighting a lot fairer in this game. Yeah, you don't have to keep, like, losing combos and stuff. I mean, you're still breaking them, but you're able to hit people behind you to prevent you from getting getting clobbered or double teamed definitely and then as in many of these games there is a grab component to the combat mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and to grab an opponent you just have to get up on them and press the direction that they are yeah um i i had a little trouble at first like it seemed like it wasn't as easy to do as in the first one but really it's just a matter of like stunning the enemy first give them, you know sock them one and then move up or something right now on the negative aspect of this game one thing we have not mentioned is that if you play it two players there is friendly fire yeah and it is extremely easy to grab the other player when yeah you are walking near each other yeah you gotta watch out yes and then to break that i don't really know what you do we just tried to make sure we didn't hit the attack button <laughs> and just moved our d-pads around while you know jump trying to jump or other things right right just don't hit the attack button just don't please please <laughs> but once you have uh, an opponent grabbed each character then has two different moves it can do to that enemy or your ally yeah you can well i mean you can throw them first of all yes kind of the standard one and the cool thing about that is that it will hurt any other enemies in the path of that throw which is a uh, very useful and awesome yes but then there are actually, uh, beyond throwing, there's two other things you can do. 
I think, with everyone. Well, you have your, uh, you know, if you have them grabbed and you just start hitting B repeatedly, you can get the, uh, you know, where you're, they call them flurries, but you're like kneeing them, you know, maybe you get them in a headlock or, you know, start, you know, your rapid attacks. Yeah. Um, as I said, I mainly use Max and it's great because he just slaps them around. Right. Well, and I guess there are two varieties of this. If you're pressing forward and attack, it, it gives you a different sequence of moves, but I didn't know that while I was playing. Oh, bummer. I don't know if I did either. And I mean, you can hit back and throw, which will do a different kind of toss as well. Yeah, or like as Max's case, that is like a, a suplex. The Perhaps the, the strongest one of all is if you grab someone from behind, and then you can do, you know, that's when, you know, like Blaze gets the back that's, suplex. That's actually what I'm thinking of. But um, yeah, so if you get them from behind, that's your strongest move. And, you know, all the characters, except for Max can vault over you know if you have a hold of the character and you press the jump button you'll you know kind of hop over them Mm -hmm. and grab them from behind yeah it's really cool looking too but max is so big he can't do it but he just kind of jumps with them and you can throw them in the air which is pretty cool yes it is very cool and um but if you actually do get them from behind with max i think his big uh they call it like the thunder slam or something but it's like i think it's the strongest move in the game yeah, it's pretty much one-hit kill on, on most enemies. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> then we have what they call the blitz moves. and they, These were my favorite. I use these a lot. Oh, these are essential. They're... Essential to the game. And this is new, too. I don't think these were in the first one, right? No, they were not. Um, because in the first one, they only had the special moves, which we're going to get to. Don't worry. But right. these blitz moves are the real uh, meat and potatoes of how you're going to be taking down bosses and dealing with some really large crowds of enemies definitely now to pull this off you just have to double tap and then press your attack button yeah or double tap forward yeah the direction you're facing or want the attack to go that's really what it is so pretty easy to do and uh you get a lot for them like axel has possibly the best move in the game i don't know his rising Uh, uppercut yes i think it is it, it beat our game, so I'll tell yeah, you that much right here. Once I found this move, I didn't look back because it's awesome. You just kind of runs forward. He gets a little kind of, it almost looks like flames on his arm, you uh-huh. know. Yeah, and like it's a little bit of a dragon punch. Yeah, a little charging uppercut. But if you're, depending on how close you are, you can hit them up to three or four times. It's real strong. It'll knock them down. It'll hit crowds of enemies. Yeah, it's pretty great. Now, I was uh, impressed with Max's as well because he gets a slide. Yeah, that's more of a utility one, too. It's pretty awesome. It's not the best in all boss fights. Uh, in fact, in some, it's downright useless yeah. as the it boss flies around. But uh, in ones where you can use it, or in big crowd scenes, it's great to really just clear out a big wave of people. And and you're invincible during these as well. Yes, that's a, another key, <laughs> key factor, uh, it, which will come into the final, final part of the game, for sure. And for Max, this is a great way to move faster, than your slow plod. Indeed. Now, the one downside of this double tap and attack to do it is you don't get a dash. Right, right. So there is no uh, way of really telling the timing is correct. It it does take a little getting used to, but I got plenty of practice. Yes, (laughs) definitely. But I actually lied because Skates does get a dash. Oh, okay. Instead of a... No, he gets both. If you double tap and just do that that's a dash now if you double tap an attack you still get an attack oh that's awesome yeah maybe i'll have to go back i will definitely go back and check out this little fella and his uh attack in this form is that he bounds forward curls into a ball and then uncurls and punches you (laughs) okay 
it's very dynamic and, and almost <laughs> clownish in its right, right. delivery. Fair enough. Uh, and then we have Blaze. Yeah, I'm, and she does, I'm not sure what it's called, but it's like a flip kind of kick attack. Yeah. Forward, uh, which is pretty nice. Um, it is. The downside is I feel like there is a bit of distance from where you start to where you're not hurting anything. Right. It, it's a trickier one to aim, too. It kind of has an unclear hit of range, you know, because you're in the air for a second where you can miss guys or get hit, I think. But they're all very interesting, and they're free. They just are a move you can do. Yeah, yeah. Unlike our next and final category of moves. Yeah, the special attacks. And the special attacks all look pretty cool, but I never used one of them. I very rarely did um, because they cost a little bit of life. Yeah, and life is the most precious commodity in a game like this where you do not have unlimited continues. Right, right. Um, So... I would use them occasionally for, you know, if I was really getting mobbed by a bunch of guys, like a kind of crowd control mm-hmm. thing. But I would use them occasionally on accident by te- actually oh, yeah. bumping into the button, yeah, which yeah. it is the A button. So it's on the end there. And that's nice. Yeah. Um, and there's also a second one you can do that uh, if you have A and B at the same time. But I don't think I ever even used it, to be honest. I looked at them. But <laughs> they... Yeah, and I mean, they're definitely more like kind of magical looking, you know, Street Fighter-ish in a way with big fire looking attacks and whatnot. Stuff. Yeah. Now, if you use the standard one and it does not connect with any enemy, it does not use any energy. Right, right. But as soon as you hit an enemy, it will drain a little bit. Yeah, and I think the, the B and A one will drain no matter what. Correct, because I think it is a larger area of effect. Gotcha. But, man, really, these were overshadowed the, by the blitzes, I thought, you know? So. For real, because the blitzes are free. Yeah. And, but, you know, these are interesting, so we will talk about them. Axel, he has his two. Uh, his normal one is the dragon wing. Yeah, yeah. It's He just kind of does some... It just looks like punches to me, I thought, or, you know, arm attacks with fire coming off of him, kind of. And then his super one is uh, the same thing with even more punches. Ooh. Well, that makes it stronger, so... Yes. Now, uh, Blaze gets a 360-degree sweep kick. It goes all the way around her. Oh, okay, I did see this. This is actually pretty sweet. Yeah, because it does clear both sides really quickly. And it's a, you know, it's a knockdown, so buys you a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the super version is a moonsault, which oh, okay. you know, is cool, but I, I don't know if it's really that much more effective. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, Skate, he has uh, some real fun ones. He gets a spinning attack. For his normal one. All right. And then his uh, super one is a corkscrew, similar to his other uh, weird ball, okay. balled up attack. Fair enough. Okay. Agile little fellow. And then finally, Max, he gets a uh, power punch and a clothesline or like a tackle. Oh, right. For a super one. So That's cool. Either way, I mean, you're going to be using the, the other technique a thousand times yeah, more. Yeah, I barely, yeah, again. Now, as you traverse the streets that are overflowing with rage. No, it's everywhere. You will find items. Uh, I don't think you ever find them just sitting there, do you? I don't think so. You have to destroy things. Yeah, items are always hidden inside an object that is just part of the level, you know, like a trash can, yeah, an oil yeah. barrel, some, some sort of metal box. Yeah, yeah, you'll see tables, chairs, various things. Yeah, sometimes they're in chairs, which defies most logic, but it still works. I can't say I've ever checked inside any of my chairs, so who knows what could be in there. There could be a turkey. Yeah. Oh, spoiler alert. Let's get through the items of this game then, Nick. The items you will find. First off, we've got the apple returning from the first game. Yeah, because in this game you have health. 
You do, yes. You have a life bar. And the life bar never increases. It is set based on which character you have. Yeah. And you also have a timer, but that doesn't really... I never had any issues with it. Yeah, I don't... It'd be really hard to. It seems really superfluous, but it's there. But regardless, when you eat an apple, it will restore some of your health, which is nice. Do you know how much? I don't. It's, it just said a portion in the uh, a small portion in the manual. I, I feel like it's like a quarter of your life, you know, maybe a third. But if you really want life, you're looking for the roast chicken. Yeah, the classic life giver in so many video games. Yeah, man, it looks delicious, and it is, and it will refill all of your health. Yeah, so it is worth noting that you probably don't want to consume it as soon as you see it. Yeah, these items won't disappear over time, so you can leave them there. You know, the only risk you run is that if you kill the final enemy, you'll walk off screen before you can eat the item, you know? Right, but you do have a a brief moment after you've killed an enemy to walk around and get the item, but for the most part, you want to wait till you've cleared out at least most of the smaller ones. Yeah, and, you know, taking more damage, especially with the chicken, so you get the most bang for your buck. For sure. Now, you will also find money bags. Classic, again, classic money bags. These little cash bags are worth a thousand points. Because this game does feature points. Yeah, it's uh, quite novel, I know, but uh, they have your score system. Uh, You can get um, extra lives through it. Yeah, and as I mentioned before, in the home version, you get your points based on the damage you do. It's not just on kills. Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the level, you get points for time remaining. You get a clear bonus based mm-hmm. on your difficulty. And I found those often gave me enough points to get yet another free man. Yeah, you'll get them at uh, 20,000 points, 50,000 points, 100,000 points, and then every 100,000 after that. All right. Now, an easier way to achieve those high point totals is by finding our next item, the three gold bars. Yeah, gold bullion just laying there, and uh, it's $5,000, or I'm sorry, 5,000 points worth of of gold gold 14 karat gold and not only can you find food and points in said barrels sometimes you will find weapons yes uh now these will also sometimes be carried by enemies yes which you can knock them out of their hands and i think also rarely sometimes just found on the ground i think so yeah now anytime you find an item either in the hands of it enemy or in a barrel it must be on the ground before you can use it and to use it you just walk over and use the attack button over top of it you will crouch down and grab it which can be a nuisance if you are trying to attack or do anything else so you don't want to be on it or around it if that's not your main intention well or if you're already carrying a weapon and you're standing over one then you just he still tries to grab it but you can't so especially if it's a small knife you didn't see stay away from it you know It can definitely cause some confusion, but, you know, for the most part, it's easy to pick up and they are very easy to use. Now, you can get rid of the weapon by pressing a direction and both B and C. Yeah, this took me a minute to figure out where, especially when I was, I had the knife and I really wanted to get rid of it. (laughs) Right. Well, Um, it's, it's got an odd timing to it, I think. Yeah. And I was like, I know there has to be a way to throw this knife, but I, I just don't know how. Because the first weapon you find is the knife, which returns from the first game, but does act differently. Yeah, well, you have a little stab attack you can use. That's uh, your standard B. And then uh, if you hold, what is it, you press B and C to throw the weapons, right? In the direction. Oh, okay, right. And you can throw all the weapons, too. It's yes. not just the knife, so that's pretty neat. But in the original one, I think it was like you got two slashes and then you threw it or something weird. Oh, yeah. Or you threw it always. It did not operate in the same manner as the rest of the weapons. 
This, the knife also, a lot of times you'll see some enemies that are charging you with it. Like the guys, they hold it out. Like it's hilariously. It reminds me of the Simpsons uh, episode where one of the children says, I'm going to just keep punching. And if your face gets in the way, I'm going to hit you. It's that guy. He's just saying, I'm going to keep running with this knife out. If you get in the way, you're going to get stabbed by this knife. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, Pretty comical, but uh, they can actually be a pain in the butt. I, if you have yes. to like jump kick them or time it just right. No, I, I got hit by out. them quite often. They're very frustrating. But now, hopefully, though, you can find someone that is wielding the pipe, and you can get that from them. Yeah, this is the best weapon, I think. Um, it's up there. I mean, there's one that I like a little bit more, but this weapon does give you quite the range. Yeah, that's the big thing. Is it's a huge range. It's pretty strong. You know, you can get a good thwack and knock somebody down. And due to that large range, it can hit a couple enemies at once. Yeah, yeah. You get a good crowd effect. And it does also have an arc so that if you're lucky, you can hit someone behind you with it in your swing. I know Max can. That's a special thing that oh, only he gets. Like, never mind. Then it just Well, that's how I knew. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, now while we're talking about it, like the knife, you know, it's like a one hit, but Blaze can get a two hit combo with a knife. Oh, okay. So I, I, those are the only two instances of what there may be more with a few other weapons where other guys have special things, but those are the only ones I, I noticed. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, uh, in addition to those pretty standard reoccurring weapons, you will also find some ninja style weapons. Yeah. And you will find one of those is the, uh, I've seen it referred to as the ninja knife. Okay. I saw it as, as called the kunai. Kunai as well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that's probably a more... Better name for it. That's what the manual said. So. Gotcha. <laughs> and it acts more like the original knife. Yeah, yeah. You can, you get more, it's not stabs, it's slashes, right? Correct. And you can throw it, of course, so. Yes. Pretty cool. Uh, but the best weapon in my book is the ninja sword. Katana. Yes. So this one, I mean, it, it operates similar to the pipe. It's not quite as long, but it's stronger, right? Like, Way stronger. As it should be. Like, it's like a one-hit kill for almost all the smaller enemies. It, which makes sense. Yeah, it. And it's great. I mean, uh, you can really do tons of damage to the bosses as well if you're able to carry it into that scenario. Yeah. And this game is pretty generous about letting you carry weapons for a while. Yeah. But weapons do disappear when you change from one area to another. Yeah. Or if you, what if you drop them three times? Is that? Yes. They'll blink out. So. Which you do drop them if you grab someone to do a throw. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is the main way I lost my weapons. I think, But you can still do your blitz moves when you have them. Which yes. Is, you might not think that, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, and it's, you know, another very nice uh, quality of life touch. Yeah, yeah. Now, there is one other item you can pick up and use, uh, but it's very infrequently found, more towards the end of the game, and that is the bomb. Yeah, I didn't, like, it's only when the enemies throw it, you have a few seconds to, to grab it, it and throw it, yeah. That's risky, man. I, I think I did it once on accident. Okay. And that's about it. Well, they have a, you know, they are little kind of grenade-looking things that will explode, obviously, but they have a large range, so... You yeah, I to... stayed far away from them and just waited till the bomb thrower entered the fray. Right, right. So as we mentioned earlier, you do have a life bar in this game. So mm-hmm. you have health that is depleted by hits and kicks. Yeah. Uh, but you also will find one-ups throughout the levels. Yeah, precious. Very rarely. Yeah, yeah. And as we said, you get them through points as well. Yeah, and, um, you know, the stages are divided into kind of like scenes, and you do get a little bit of health back in between scenes. A very little bit. It's less than an apple, so don't get excited. Exactly, but you do get a full refill at the end of each level. Which I would expect. Yes, and it's very welcome. 
the game, I think, standard starts you with three lives, but there is an options menu where you can select a difficulty and a number of lives, and you can bump that up to five, which I did. Oh, yeah, I definitely did. <laughs> uh, and then there are three difficulties and then a really nice sound test as well. Yeah, a lot of good stuff in there. There's also the dual mode. Oh, yeah. Which is a two-player kind of versus mode. Which It's like a proto-Street Fighter. Yeah, it's, it's pretty limited, but... I've feel like it's a good way to just practice your moves and stuff you know definitely definitely it's cool to be there but i mean again these characters and this game wasn't really designed with that in mind so it's just a little extra something you know i think this mode was tagged on to a lot of uh games of the era that were brawlers i don't think it took a lot more to add that in yeah i feel like the ninja turtles game that was a brawler did the same thing on super nintendo yeah, yeah, I think so. I know, I mean, you had it in the original, at least on the NES Double Dragon, there was the versus mode, which is very pointless almost, but hey, it's hey, there. Either way, you can kill five minutes with it and then get back to <laughs> the main game. All right, Nick, this is a first-party game from Sega. This is a flagship for their console. Please tell me, this manual does justice to such a storied franchise. Well, you won't rage at this manual because it's uh, it's pretty good. Um, it's 24 pages, mm-hmm. black and white. No artwork, unfortunately, but tons of screenshots. And it is crammed full of information because, spoiler alert, I did reference this manual. Right. It is the only way you're going to get a concise uh, you know, method of the inputs for this game. Definitely. They lay it all out in a very well-organized manner. So Yeah, I, I, that's what I used to learn to play because, you know, this is before there was any form of in-game tutorial. You really need yeah. something to let you know what you're doing. And it's organized better than any game FAQ you're going to find. Right, and it's not 10 it won't take you 10 minutes like a tutorial would typically or you know what i mean where yeah. you can just bust through find your moves and get out you know definitely uh there is a little bit of story you get at the beginning where you know that's where you get your background it's a year after the events of streets of rage one okay so that's why everyone's kind of you know adam hunter is still on the job but everyone else went their separate ways kind of and they they meet up a year later to, is the city the, fixed all the uh giant holes from the rocket launchers you've oh, called in as the, your special it, move in the first one i uh, apparently so because the city is great it's peaceful and everyone loves it but one year later you know the day after their uh anniversary celebration adam hunter is kidnapped by a resurrected mr x i guess it shows yeah. him they just say he came back to life in the uh, story part of the game uh-huh. so but they don't get into that at all. Yeah, well, that's it's a story for another day. I, I guess. So, you know, the heroes set out for the rescue, and, you know, Max is Adam's friend, and Skate, or I'm sorry, Max is Axel's friend, mm-hmm. and Skate is Adam's brother. So everyone teams up and hits the streets of rage. So, but, yeah, it's interesting that in this game, you're not going after the girlfriend. Yeah. You're going which, after the, the best friend or right. big brother. Which is, you know, pretty cool. It's a refreshing change of pace for sure. Yeah, definitely. The menu also gives you a little preview of each of the levels for the battlegrounds and gives you some scoring info, tells you about the extra men, and some lame tips at the end that are very, you know, vague. Yeah. Don't eat chickens if you're almost full of life or, you know, basic common sense stuff. So, yeah. meh. Uh, was there a score keep section? I there, didn't check. There's not. There is no score grid here, unfortunately. But there is an in-game high score uh, tracker thing. So, there's that if you if you're into it. And that's what you get in this manual. So, Nick, what was your personal history with Streets of Rage 2? 
didn't have one, man. Uh, I only had heard of the Streets of Rage franchise and respected it from afar. And this has always been the one everyone said was the best. Yes. Now, I uh, am in the same boat. I, I feel like I must have played this game at some point because I do own at least one or two copies of the Genesis collection. Oh, right, right. So, therefore, you know, I'm sure I went through it at once with my son for a few minutes. Okay. But, you know, if you don't have the instruction manual, it just seems like another brawler. So I right. moved on to the next game in the collection. Which brings us to our more recent experience here, Nick. And uh, how many times did you play this game? Uh, I played it uh, three times of varying length. Um, I, the first time I played through a couple levels with Blaze, but then I had to stop and do stuff. The, I, the first time I sat down to try to beat it, I, I played as Max. Okay. Got to about level six. And then his slowness really tore you up a little well, bit. I, yeah, I guess. I, I didn't know. I, I did some more research into the moves after that one. And then, I, you know, I, that's when I decided I'm bumping up the lives, you know, when I started oh, yeah. playing as Axel and I discovered the miraculous running uppercut, his or rising upper, what is it? I don't know. His super uppercut. And yes. Then Phoenix. I, then I felt like I didn't even need the extra lives. Like I could see points. that too. Like, because, it, I, you know, it was so easy. Look. Like spamming that special attack. Now, I played this game in one setting and one setting only. Okay. And I played it two players with my son. He nice. played as Axel and I was Max. And we really made those choices I mean, based on sheer practicality. We thought those would be the easiest ones to beat the game with. I think you're probably right. And we think we are right. And uh, <laughs> we set it up to five lives, of course, and we played it on normal difficulty. Gotcha. Did you play on normal as well? I did, yeah. I was af- afraid that easy would be missing some of the game yeah you never know have, like the yeah. final level or something well and you know this game can be deceptive too because the first like half of it is really easy i think yeah yeah definitely so um and uh we did beat the game and by we i mean uh he did actually i oh. i ran out of continues uh, like one screen before the final boss oh man so you uh this, in the two-player version you have separate continues then yes okay and uh cool. very nice and um yeah he managed to you know, super punch his way through the, the very end of the yeah, game. Yeah. So I did get to witness the ending. Sweet. Uh, so I take it you beat it as well? I, d- I did, yeah. I beat it with Axel. Um, and that was the last time. I wanted to come back and give it a, you know, a try with Skate, but uh, but I couldn't. I got distracted. Time crunch. Yeah, we started over just to play with the other characters and goof around with them for a moment. And, uh, you know, it was fun, but not yeah. fun enough to keep, keep playing with them. <laughs> All right, folks, here we are in the general chat portion of our show, and I would just like to start by saying I think we may have played the best Genesis Brawler. Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't have a lot of experience, but this is really, I mean, the first one was really good, and this is all-around improvements in pretty much every way. Which is really uh, great in some ways, but is a kind of bittersweet, because now I realize that anything else we play is <laughs> probably not going to live up to these standards. Because I feel like this game does get the praise it deserves. It's not misplaced. Oh, yeah. And it's nice to see a sequel that is faith, very faithful to the original. You know what I mean? They didn't tack on some RPG elements or something to change it out. You know? No, they, they just, just added more moves in yeah. a way that was very uh, organic to the series. Yeah, they perfected the model. Yeah, very much so. And they do a lot of other smaller quality of life things. Uh, you know, like we said, they carry over the thing where you can get out of a throw yeah yeah but um, they also add new things like 
adding a health bar for every enemy you are fighting. I love it. You can see the enemy names as well. So it's and that is great. Nice. I love the I love seeing all the names. Ronaldo, you'll never get sick of seeing his name and fighting him. And the backgrounds in this game are awesome. They're all beautiful, very very, uh, very colorful and varied themselves. You know, very vibrant. And the way they do the parallax scrolling is real interesting because they do a lot of stuff with the foreground as well. Yeah, there and it looks really good, and it's not. Uh, distracting or doesn't interfere with your gameplay at all. I, I would agree. I would say the only way it's distracting is that sometimes I'm like, man, this looks so cool. Or I'm trying to like read this, the shop signs or other yeah. odd little things. Which I think brings us right into the graphics of this game, the sprites. Uh, I think the sprites are also really, really great looking. Yeah, they're, uh, I think, slightly larger. They're definitely more detailed than they used to be. Yeah, uh, they are huge. These are some of the largest sprites you're going to see in a game that's not a street fighter or one-on-one kind of scenario yeah and while you do see a lot of repeat or palette swapped enemies you know different yeah. colors you know that's kind of par for the course of this type of game but there's still a generous uh progression of them yeah and i feel like they introduce new enemies often enough that you don't get too sick of the old ones when they just get color swapped Sure, and it's nice now to be able to put names to some of these enemies we saw in the first Streets of Rage, but yeah. we didn't know who they were, so now I know what a signal is. So, Oh, yeah. Oh, G-signal. G <laughs> yeah, Y-signals, all, all colors of them. I'm not a big fan of the signals, but we'll get to that. <laughs> uh, in addition to these beautiful large sprites and the cool enemies, um, you know, I think that there is some limited animations going on in the backgrounds and in the in the levels themselves. Yeah. That, are just enough to keep it looking alive and, and really cool. Yeah, they put some uh, nice little touches here and there. But for me, the biggest draw of all is the music in this game. Well, as you might expect from Yuzo Koshiro, this is some awesome early 90s dance music, kind of clubbish, jazzy feeling, you know? Almost, but there are some heavy bass elements oh, to yeah. it and stuff where I really was just blown away at like how much this was not like a video game soundtrack and more just like you know, electronica from the 90s. Yeah, some of these songs, uh, there's one in particular, like, I think it's in stage seven. It's it's almost industrial music. Yeah, like, I, it, I know exactly what you're talking about because I felt like uh, afterwards I really wanted to go play some KMFDM <laughs> and uh, Prodigy. And, uh, you know, it would be 1997 again. Right, right. Well, no, it, it's great stuff. And, you know, it doesn't have that Genesis tenniness to it, you know? No, which... it really avoids that. And the music is so... Uh, I'm so good that I had the game on the attract mode in the other room. <laughs> yeah. And I was like very confused when one of the levels came up because I, I did not at first think that that music would be from the game. Right. It just sounds like, like dance music and it's awesome. The sound effects are similar too in that they don't have the, you know, even the voices that, that tinniness is not there. I, you know, he mastered it or something. You know? Now I will say that's my, my one knock against the game is that the voice samples are pretty muddied. Oh, yeah. And then some of the sound effects are just not as high quality as everything else. So when you hear them repeatedly over the music, it can be a little distracting. Yeah. But they're not horrible. I mean, it's just like that's the one That's the one more negative thing I could find. In particular, I think the lead pipe has a very rewarding, like, whack, oh, yeah, whack definitely. sound, you know. Uh, but the motorcycle level... Yeah. Uh, yeah. The noise level there is just annoying. The yeah. vroom vrooms over top of the cool music. And, and the bombs. And the bombs. They, they're they just, uh, I don't know if they're mixed improperly or whatever, but it's just a little annoying. A little much. Now, if you want to get into some more negative nitpicks of the game, I will say that the controls, while 
on the most part, are really good. There are certain times where they just seem a little unresponsive going from left to right quickly. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean, they do a pretty good job because they cram a lot into those buttons, you know? Yeah, definitely. But, I, I mean, I don't know any way to do it better. Sometimes I wished there was a grab button or something, or yeah. another kind of input for it instead of just walking up to people. I know? would really have liked to have seen the, um, well, the, the, the Genesis only has the start button. Right, right. So it, it, if it had a select, I would love to have seen the special move move to select and then have a dedicated grab button. Yeah, that'd be nice. But, I mean, that's just not really so much a complaint. Uh, you know, you can wish for right. better stuff. But for the time and the hardware, it's really well done. And it, it is pretty responsive. I mean, you do have to get used to the timing of any of the moves that utilize the C button as well. So you don't do a false jump. Yeah. But... It's not impossible to get the hang of, and you will probably within the first level or so. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of similar to when you play different fighting games. You know, they all have a different kind of rhythm to their combo buttons or the way you have to time your moves and stuff, and it's the same here. Now, as far as the story goes in this game, it really doesn't matter at all. No. It makes no. no sense because you go through some levels that are very bizarre in progression. Right, right. But to their credit, for the most part, it's like you, you're you can map out a little journey you take. You can. And that's the thing is I do like that you go all over the place and you have such a crazy varied level of design uh, in the levels that it it just feels like you're visiting almost different games at certain points. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. In a great way. Now I will say that the um, biggest problem I had with playing it two player was the fact that towards the end of the game, there are a lot of levels that are very narrow Right, you get some tight places. Very tight areas, and it is so hard to avoid each other when, you know, there's like seven, eight enemies on screen. You're doing super moves that push you around on the screen left and right. Right, right. And uh, it's very easy to throw the other person or get hit by someone that's been thrown. And not only that, but I can see where you don't want to be right on the edge of the screen where you can't see the enemies. So it kind of wants you, you both will want to keep towards the center and that can see that causing some problems. Yeah. The way we worked around it is like, um, I would be on the top half, he would be on the bottom half and then I would maintain a a more further back position. Okay. He was in the like first third. I was in the second third. Gotcha. And we tried to maintain that, you know, as we moved forward all the time, because in this game, you can really scroll out, enemies at your own leisure if you want to yeah if you're careful do the old do the creep and you really it behooves you to i think in the final level of the game for sure oh yeah yeah space them out man (laughs) yeah definitely now it is nice because in two-player mode you do get like two turkeys whenever there's turkeys around and stuff like that okay so it does give you enough items for everyone does it double up enemies and bosses like the previous one yes uh i Mm. think so okay i i don't know for sure because after a certain point in this game they just start throwing a ton of mini bosses right right. at you all the time so it's kind of hard to tell sure yeah i did not play it single player so oh right on yeah i wanted to play a two-player but that wasn't in the cards so i only had myself walk the streets alone uh, and then one thing we, I think we forgot to mention is that when you die and come back, it does the classic knock everyone down on the oh, screen. Oh, yeah, yeah. But in two-player mode, it does that to the other player as well. <laughs> it doesn't hurt them, but it uh, knocks them down. Okay. That's still funny, though. It is. It's weird. But, you know, it does give you that moment as the new player to you know, assess the battlefield and hopefully get close enough to do your super move. Yeah. And you you can continue right from where you died. Yes. In-game, so that's pretty nice. Although it is confusing and scary that it asks for you to put in your your uh, initials first. Yeah, you got to put in your score name first, so don't panic. Yeah, and 
I don't know if we mentioned it, but you only get two continues in this game. Right. There is no way to increase that, as far as I found. I, I, don't, I know of none. There may be a Game Genie code. Oh, right, yeah. But I, honestly, I don't think you need it unless you are just trying to breeze through this. I think I saw a level select code, but I... Yeah, that does exist. Didn't feel the need for it. No. All right, Cartridge Commandos, hopefully you saw it in the title. It turns out we have a lot to say about the Streets of Rage, Volume 2. Ooh. And uh, we're going to have to come back next week in a Volume 2 to this Volume 2. That's right. The streak continues. Yes, uh, you Sega fans, you get one more week out of us <laughs> before we're going to have to throw it back to the big end. Oh. So next week's game will continue to be Streets of Rage 2 for the Sega Genesis slash Master System. So if you haven't already... Find a copy of this game any way you can, grab your controllers, and play along, friends. And remember, if you guys want to holler at us about Streets of Rage 1 or 2, you know, let us know. You can check out the old episode if you haven't heard it yet, and then get back to us and, you know, weigh in on the progression of the series. And do that at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Or let us know at cartridgecommand at the Facebook, or sometimes we let you know when things are happening on Twitter at cartcommand. We always appreciate anyone that listens to this podcast on whatever device you use. And if you like, you could probably subscribe because that's a thing that everyone would like you to do. Yes, everyone. Everyone in the world. Everyone. So please uh, share this podcast with someone you love and someone you might just kind of like. But of course, those wonderful folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command are the reason this podcast can keep moving forward. Their generosity is our katanas that we use for maximum audio damage. Yes, we love you all, and we thank you every week because you are really the financial reason we can make this show happen. And as long as you guys continue to give, we will continue to broadcast. So thank you. Thank you so very much. A thousand thanks, my lords. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, Game On! Let's go to the safari. A safari. Marshmallow safari? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure.